Welcome to the Live Free, Love Life podcast, where we discuss how to create more freedom so we can love our lives no matter what we're going through. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, our episode of Live Free, Love Life. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stop reacting, freeing yourself from your own emotional responses. Life is filled with moments that test our patience and provoke emotional reactions. But when we let our emotions determine our reactions, we give up the freedom to be who we want to be. And not only are we letting our emotions determine those reactions and who we uh, get to be, we're letting the people or the circumstances also determine who we get to be. Because when we react to the emotions, that's what happens. We let that person decide who we get to be by reacting emotionally to whatever it is that they're doing or saying. While it is natural and normal to feel a range of emotions, this is part of the human experience. We do want to feel all the emotions. It is equally essential to recognize that we have the power to choose how to respond to our feelings. None of the feelings are bad. We just want to give ourselves the freedom of choice to choose how to respond to them, to choose who we want to be when we have those emotional reactions. In this episode, we're going to explore the concept of having power over your own reactions, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what emotions we're talking about. And then we'll discuss strategies to help you be the person you want to be in any situation, maintaining control over your own responses. So let's talk about the power of choice. One of the most profound realizations in life is that we have the power to choose our responses, even in the face of strong emotions. Just because you feel angry, sad, or frustrated, doesn't mean you have to act on those feelings impulsively. By acknowledging your choice, you can regain control over your reactions and align them with the person you want to be. Let's talk about my client, Laura, for a minute. I'm using Laura in air quotes. I always rename my clients so that they remain anonymous. When I started coaching with Laura, she was consistently reacting with anger to one of her work colleagues. This colleague would give her feedback, and then she would get defensive, and she would argue. And she created a tense relationship and a tense work environment. And mostly she wasn't enjoying work very much because this was happening a lot. She's constantly reacting. As we started to coach on this, Laura decided that she wanted to learn how to take control of her reactions. And we talked about how we would do that and what that would look like. So now, instead of uh, immediately reacting with anger, she pauses and she takes a deep breath and she reminds herself who she wants to be. Anytime this particular colleague gives her any feedback of any sort. When we started working together, she didn't use the word feedback. She used the word criticize all the time. They're so critical. They keep criticizing me. As she started to do this work and as she started to choose her responses, she actually learned that her colleague, in their mind, they weren't criticizing at all. They were just really trying to help her improve. They had good intentions. They actually thought they were being helpful. As Laura worked on this, she started to be able to purposely respond. She would still notice the feeling in her body because our brains love to follow our same neural pathways. And she followed the steps I'm going to give you below. And she started to be able to respond the way she wanted to. And the way she wanted to, what she wanted to do was ask for clarification and then listen to understand. Listen to truly understand the feedback. And as she did this, the whole situation started to change just because she decided, I'm going to feel my anger, and then I'm going to choose how I'm going to respond. I'm not going to react to my anger. I'm going to choose. And as she just started doing it and she started practicing, 
She developed a totally new relationship with his work colleague. She developed a totally new relationship with work in general. She had such a better experience. She was responding with gratitude to the feedback. She was actually grateful. And then now she was able to actually learn from it. And then her status at work improved. She got promotions because she was showing up in a totally different place. And all of this started with just choosing to respond to her emotions rather than react to them. This gave her the freedom to be who she wanted to be at work. And she totally revolutionized her experience at work in the process. So let's talk about avoiding victimhood because reacting without thinking often leads to feelings of powerlessness and victimization. We're a victim of our own emotions and we're a victim to the things happening outside of us because we are reacting to those emotions. It's so easy to blame our circumstances. It's so easy to blame other people for our emotional responses. But this mindset limits our personal growth and our relationships. No one ever can make you mad. They can't. They do not have that power over you. They can't make you anything. They cannot make you feel anything. They do things. Your brain may create anger and you still don't have to respond to anger. You could also choose to create a different emotion, which we'll talk about. But other people cannot make you mad. They cannot make you frustrated. They cannot make you annoyed. They cannot make you feel anything. We are actually not a victim of other people. We're not a victim of our circumstances. Getting in a car accident cannot make you feel anything. It doesn't have the power to do that. We don't want to make ourselves victims of the circumstances or the people because that takes away all our freedom. When we're victims, we don't have freedom. We don't have any power at all. That is what we want to avoid. So let's talk about how to avoid victimhood in these kinds of scenarios. The first step is self-awareness. Take the time to identify your emotional triggers and patterns. Just look over even the past week, the past month, the past year, whatever you want to look at. Look at when you feel triggered. Look at when you have emotional reactions. Find your patterns. See what are the things where you find yourself in those situations. The first step is always self-awareness. The more you understand about what situations or thoughts tend to provoke certain reactions, the more power you are going to have over it. Start to just get curious and look at that. Where do you respond or react emotionally? What kinds of situations trigger you? Like, what does that look like? Learn about yourself. If you don't know, ask someone really close to you. I promise they're going to have some ideas. Okay, step number two, pause and breathe. Your breath is so powerful. This is one way we regulate our nervous system. I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. When faced with strong emotion, just take a second, pause, and breathe. This can create a space between your emotion and your response, allowing you to choose a more constructive response so that we're not just reacting. Sometimes that is all it takes. Number three, choose your emotions. Emotions like curiosity, empathy, and understanding. Awesome choices. You can choose any emotion you want. These are the ones that I would start with because they work so well when we're having an emotional response to something else, an emotional reaction. Instead of responding to whatever emotion happens automatically. No, it doesn't happen automatically. There's a whole process going on. It just feels automatic. The thing happens and you feel anger. Something happens, you feel anger. It feels automatic. Instead of reacting to that anger, choose a different emotion you want to feel on purpose. Here's how I do this. I have a switch up in my brain. It looks like a light switch. I've just installed it up there 
on the top, it says judgment. And on the bottom, it says curiosity. Because when I am feeling judgmental, I'm not free to be who I want to be. I'm not free to see all of the options available to me. I'm not free to see any other perspective. When I am feeling judgmental and I react to it, I'm not free to be who I want to be. It takes so many options away from me, which is why that is what my switch is. I reach up into my brain and I just flip the switch. Now I'm in curiosity. And from curiosity, so much more is available. I notice the judgmental. I notice that feeling in my body. And I purposely, I'm not resisting judgmental. I'm just going to go choose to be in curiosity instead. You can install a switch in your brain. It can look like anything you want. It doesn't have to be a switch. It could be a door that you open or a window or whatever it is you want. And it doesn't have to be judgment and curiosity because it depends on where you struggle, where you notice your emotional reactions happening, where you notice an emotion feels like it's taking your freedom away to be who you want to be. It could be from anger to understanding, from frustrated to compassion. There's no right or wrong. Just what switch would you like to install so that in these moments when you're feeling an emotion that you have found is not super helpful for you when it comes to being who you want to be, then what would be a helpful emotion there? And install that switch in your brain. Number four, this is what makes number four possible. Number four is perspective shift. You want to challenge your automatic thoughts and beliefs. You want to ask if your reaction aligns with the person that you want to be. And then consider alternative perspectives and responses that better serve your goals, that better align, that better match who you want to be. And ask yourself, what else could be true? Try to see the situation from another person's point of view. Notice how choosing an emotion like curiosity or understanding will make the process of shifting your perspective so much easier. When I am in judgment, when I'm feeling judgmental, switching my perspective is really, really hard. It's a hard shift for me to make. That when I reach up and flip that switch and I choose curiosity, it's actually really easy to shift my perspective. And then number five, this is a bonus tip. We talked about it with pause and breathe. Pause and breathe. It's self-regulating. We're regulating your nervous system so you're in a better place to respond rather than react. Some emotional reactions take more than a pause and a breath. Some will take more self-regulation exercises. That's why I put it as a bonus tip at the bottom. There's lots of ideas. Mindfulness, meditation. I really love Qigong. That really helps me with my nervous system. Walking. There's so many ideas. Just Google self-regulation exercises and you will find a lot. So you want to practice them. If you're having a lot of these emotional reactions, these are the ones that when you feel like you're in your fight or flight system or in shutdown, we've taken your nervous system to one of the ends instead of being right in the middle and centered. We want to practice these exercises proactively so that we know what it feels like to self-regulate. We know what it feels like to take your nervous system from here back down to here. Down here is where it's easy to show up as you want to be. Up here, not so easy. We're going to practice them outside of these situations so that in a situation, we know exactly what to do. We know how to self-regulate. This will give you the freedom to respond even when you are having a big emotional reaction or what maybe I call trauma responses. We're going to have an episode in a few weeks from now about creating freedom from your trauma responses. This is the start of that. Anytime we're having what it feels like it's a big one, you may have to do even more than just pause and breathe. Okay. And all of this, the reason we're doing all of this to create this freedom 
It's the freedom to be who you want to be. There's nothing worse than feeling like you don't have control. You want to be this person and you don't feel like you can. It feels like you're stuck. It doesn't feel like you can actually choose to be that person. It feels like you have no control over it. That is a hard place to live your life. That's why we're doing this. We're creating freedom to be who you want to be. So here are some other steps you can use to be who you want to be, regardless of the situation, regardless of whatever emotions are coming up. The first one is to define your values. We want to clearly articulate your core values and beliefs because knowing what is most important to you can help you guide your behavior and reactions. As an example, let's say you want to be a patient, calm parent and you have a toddler who creates all sorts of mischief all the time. But the person you really want to be is calm and patient. Then when your toddler does something, let's say they drop a vase and there's glass all over the floor, that immediate emotional reaction could be frustration, irritation, annoyance, anger. It might be that. But when you have that vision of who you want to be based on the values that are so important to you, it's going to be easier to take a beat. Maybe this is when we pause and breathe. We also step into who you want to be. Who is that? You have a vision. You've been very clear about your values and what's important to you and what that person looks like. And then it's going to be easier to step into that, to choose and respond rather than just react. We have that moment. We're feeling the emotion. But if you have that vision really clear in your head, it's going to be easier to pause, breathe, and choose. That's what we want to do. The second step goes along with this is to set your intentions. Defining your values is the big overall picture. Setting your intentions is getting very specific. You're going to think ahead to situations you find yourself in pretty consistently where you have an emotional reaction and you're going to go through very specifically exactly what you're going to do based on these values. When this person does this thing, which we know they're going to do again, you are going to dot, dot, dot. You have your intentions set there so that again, they do the thing, you feel your emotions, and there's always thought in there too, but we're skipping that for today. We're just really focusing on our emotions. You're feeling angry or whatever it is, and then you know exactly what to do. First, you have this clear vision of who you want to be. We've set our, defined our values, but you've also made a to-do list of, oh, when they do this, here's what I'm going to do. Step one, step two, step three. You're setting your intentions. You're practicing that situation in advance. We're not actually in it, but there's all this brain research. It's so fun. We've read this before, where someone practices the piano, and that's group A. They practice the piano every day for six weeks. And then group B practices the piano in their head for six weeks. They never touch a piano ever. And then you've got your control group that does neither. And they're just looking at the way your brain changes. And the group that practices just in their head, they're not all the way where the group is that actually practices the piano, but it's pretty close. It is crazy how much we can do with just the power of our brain. We're imagining this future scenario that we know we're going to come up against. We know it's going to look something like this because we've had it in the past multiple times. And we are practicing being who we want to be in that scenario because you're going to come up with this action plan. Okay? Step number three, practice emotional intelligence. We spent our whole lives practicing intellectual intelligence. That's why we go to school. We learn things. It's all intellectual. No one ever taught us emotional intelligence. It, and it's totally okay that, that we don't know how to do this. Nobody ever taught us. Our parents didn't know how, so they couldn't teach us. 
We don't learn it in the school system. Our friends didn't know. None of us know. We're going to practice it on purpose because why wouldn't we want to be emotionally intelligent? One way to start doing this is just start paying attention to your emotions. When I started this work, I think I, I hadn't felt anything for years. Not that I was paying attention to, at least. I had no idea I had so many emotions because I just shoved them all down. That's all a trauma response from the past. I got really good at not noticing, not feeling, just shoving everything away and just putting a smile on my face. Really good at it. I had to start setting an alarm in my phone that would just come up, just a reminder that would say, hey, what are you feeling right now? And then I would close my eyes, drop into my body and just pay attention. What am I feeling right now? I went to my doctor and my doctor told me I was really stressed. And I was like, no, I'm not. Are you crazy? I'm not stressed. And he said, no, I for sure can tell. Your blood work shows me you're stressed. And after that, I started setting time every day to just process stress. And every time I started, I think I don't feel stressed. And then I would drop it around. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. It's right here in my chest. I totally feel stress. I just have not been paying attention to it. The first way to start developing emotional intelligence is to start paying attention to what you're feeling. Get in touch with your emotions. And then the second part would be start noticing how you react to those emotions. What is it you do when you feel this? What is it you don't do when you feel this? We're going to purposely, we're going to have to educate ourselves and build our own emotional intelligence. This will really help when it comes to responding instead of reacting to our emotions. Step four. I guess they're not really steps. They're just tools. Tool number four. Talk back to your brain. Do not just listen to everything your brain offers you. You need to talk back to it. That could be something like, yes, brain, I hear you. Thank you so much for your opinion. I have decided to believe this. I have decided to do this. You have to be the adult and manage the toddler. There is part of your brain that is just like a toddler. And we do not let toddlers run our lives for us. We don't let them tell us what to do. We don't follow their plans. We don't believe all the things they tell us. They're toddlers. We choose to be adults. But so many of us aren't doing that with our brains. Think of your brain like a toddler. Well, you can listen and you can say, oh, thank you for telling me. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to follow through on it. You don't have to anything. It's just a toddler. You have a prefrontal cortex, which is so much smarter than the rest of your brain, the toddler part, the primitive part that's offering you all sorts of nonsense. Use that prefrontal cortex to be the adult and manage your toddler. This will make it so much easier to choose to respond rather than react. And then tool number five, practice patience and grace. As I said before, our brains love to do things the same way over and over and over and over again. Just because you listened to this podcast and you wrote down the steps and you came up with a plan does not mean that from here on out, you are never going to react to your emotions again. That is not how it works. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. You're going to do the thing that you didn't want to do. You're going to act out of alignment with who you want to be. All of that is going to happen. That's not if it happens. It will happen, I promise, because you're human. And you have a human brain. And human brains don't generally change when we just snap our fingers. We have to give ourselves grace as we learn, as we rewire our brain. You are creating new programming. But your brain, until that new programming is as strong as the old programming, your brain's going to choose the old programming every single time. It's going to take work and effort and time. In this process, you have to 
practice patience and give yourself grace. It's totally okay that you're not doing it perfectly. You have to forgive yourself when you do it in a way that really is in alignment with who you want to be. It's okay. This is the process of being a human. Some questions to consider. Where do you notice yourself reacting rather than responding? We all have little things that we do. You'll see a pattern. Notice those places. Why do you think you choose to react to your emotions in these situations? What's going on there? Where did this come from? Just get really curious about it. What would it take to respond instead of react? Like, What would it truly take for you to do this? And how might this give you more freedom in your life? Because this is what this is all about, giving ourselves freedom. When we feel free, it's much easier to love our lives, no matter what they look like, no matter what kind of circumstances that we're in, no matter what the people we love are doing. It's so much easier when we give ourselves freedom. When we keep ourselves stuck, it feels terrible to be stuck. It feels terrible to not have control over even yourself, over your reactions. We can't control, definitely can't control the people, which also feels terrible. But it's even worse when we can't control ourselves. We don't feel free, which makes it much harder to love our lives, to enjoy it. This is the only life that we get. We might as well be enjoying it, regardless of what it looks like. And that's hard to do when we are at the effect of our own emotions and we are at the effect of what the people are doing and saying. And that's not a fun place to be. That is why we do this work. You do have the power to control your reactions and become the person you want to be, even in the most emotionally charged situations. You truly do. And by recognizing your choices and then avoiding that victim mentality we talked about, you can take control of your responses, align them with your values, and foster a healthier relationship with yourself, with other people, and with your life, making it possible to love and enjoy all of it. Remember, true strength lies not in reacting impulsively, but in responding thoughtfully and intentionally. Embrace this power and you will see positive changes in your life and the way you show up in the world because you will have the freedom to be who you want to be. Live free, love life. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out my Live Free Love Life membership, where we actually do the work of creating freedom so we can love our lives. Go to itstimetolivefree.com for details.